It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Edgar Bergen. cool way though <laughs> uh are you ready i'm ready are you ready to yeah. watch the muppets ready to watch the muppets and look at all the comic books on your shelf it's time to watch the muppets it's time we and watched we them when did we, you watch the muppets just uh, now today today yeah me yeah. too i finished it a couple minutes ago <laughs> i finished it at lunchtime I did a lot today. I did the laundry. I installed Ooh. the toilet. I watched the, the shop Muppets. you enjoy- No, 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 oh. no. My mother's house oh, needed a new house. toilet. Wow, that's great. What is Justin doing? He didn't do that. No, he. I helped I'm him totally do it. Joking. You know, he did it, and I was there to go. What do you need? Joking. What can I do? What? That's what? So what, what awesome. can I help? Oh, Justin's such a handyman. So we watched the Edgar Bergen episode, originally airing on October seventh, nineteen seventy-seven. And I have to say, thank God for this episode, because... Thank God for this episode. Uh, it was getting rough, the last couple of ones, uh-huh. right? This one was really good. What do you think? This was like a soft shoe into our, like, good run that we're about... We're, I'm excited. We're about to start, like, a six-episode run of, like, great episodes. <laughs> this was a pretty dang good episode, if you ask me. I mean, he, I, I, and the fact that he's Candace Bergen's dad... That's kind really of exciting, cool. too. I'm not a big vandril- Me ventriloquism fan. However, it is kind of cool, and they are like little characters. It's definitely a skill, and I mean, we do find out later on that it's a skill that not everyone can do or not everyone understands. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so definitely. in our cold open, when Scooter calls for guest star Edgar Bergen, he is comforting Charlie McCarthy, who cannot believe his eyes. When he meets the blue frackle, the blue frackle cannot believe his eyes either when he meets, quote, a stick of wood that talks. So this was really funny to me the whole time, the whole banter of like, oh, you're wood, and then making fun of the animals on the... on the Yeah, because they're like the same but not. Wait, well, it's a dummy, right? That's what it's called? Yeah. A ventriloquist dummy. dummy. Yeah. Okay. So we open up with T.R. the Rooster conducting the chicken choir who cluck out Babyface. I hated this. Can you remind no, me of the sketch? The, there's, it's, a, it's like a, a barn of chickens that are clucking a song called Oh, Babyface, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember this. I didn't hate this. I didn't obviously remember it. You but I have no idea it. what Babyface is. Let alone... Okay, so I'm going to... Gonzo wasn't in this chicken is. thing. But I knew that it was a bunch of chickens when they used the pronoun her... Or that, wait, no, no, not her, she, she, yeah. her. Wait, what did they say? I they called it a female pronoun. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, because they're like hens. I'm trying to find out. This song is like a Muppet song. These ladies, maybe? I don't remember. Chicken sang the song. The song was also performed by Miss Piggy at one point in The Muppets Go to Hollywood. But no Gonzo leading the chickens, which oh my I God. think is weird. In the manner... In the same manner as the Muppet Show version, the Muppet performers, in their chicken voices, perform the song at Jim Henson's memorial. We're getting a oh, really interesting look into this God. dude's life by just seeing the songs performed. We're going to have to read his biography. We, yeah, we're gonna we have, have to, to. We have to. Like, that, just as much as we have to watch some of these movies, we have to read mm-hmm. the biography, too. We'll get there. 
So backstage, Kermit the Frog is confronted by the singing chickens who are having issues with their dressing room. Kermit assures them that he will look into building a coop out back. Anything to avoid the chickens' unions. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that was the chickens funny. have a strong union. Oh my god. Do you watch the opening or do you skip it? I... Okay, I occasionally skip it, like, if I'm, like, kind of tight for time. I usually skip, but every once in a while I don't, and I didn't skip today. Mm-hmm. And those monster Muppets that are actually people that walk out in the beginning. The ones that kind of look like, like animal twins. almost, but they're big guys. They're yeah. like big guys, and they're orange, I think, with, like, white shirts on. Mm-hmm. Those are terrifying to me. Any of the people-sized Muppets really creep me out. That was, like, I was like, this is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like them and like when the French guy. Oh yeah, I like the French like guy, the but yeah. It's, it is really weird that they're like so large. Yeah, they're really large. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So the chicken thing, the backstage, we're backstage now. Yes, and then now Kermit meets Charlie McCarthy for the first time, who proves that he can be difficult and trying. He also Charlie is McCarthy being is difficult the dummy. without trying. Yes, Charlie McCarthy is the dummy, and then he ref- Charlie refers to. Is it Edgar Bergen? Simply as Bergen a lot. He'll be Bergen, like, I was yeah. talking to Bergen. I kind of like that. I thought it was very funny. Question. Just like, hmm? Are dummies not terrifying? Or that's only because of goosebumps? Oh, I think that they are kind of still terrifying. They all have like the same face always, no matter who. Like, I'm looking at these dummies, and I can see in them, like, Jeff Dunham's dummies. Like, Jeff Dunham has that yes. one, like, simple, like, redneck dummy. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks like the one Mortimer that they show later on, who, like, calls Fozzie Shirley and shit. They kind of look alike. Like, they always... I enjoyed that guy. But he was, like, kind of like a, a drunk version. Yeah, he like was, like, old simple drunk. and, like... Yeah. yeah, he looked like he... A lot of his was shtick is, like, up. hiccups. Like, yeah. Uh, Hang out with Lady Fairchild in the back room at Mr. Rogers. I, That's what they call it, by the way. They don't call it the land of make-believe. They call it the back room. The back room. We're going to the back room. We're going to have some drinks you know, with Lady Fairchild. Roger keeps us in the back room. <laughs> no, no, not Roger. Uh, Fred, I meant to say. Maybe they call him Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Fred Rogers. The only reason I know his first name is because of Arthur, by the way. Because Mr. Rogers is friends with Arthur's parents. You know, the other night I was laying in bed and I had... You must remember this episode. <laughs> I had an episode of Arthur in my head, the one where they have the contest to write the serial jingle. Do I not remember this episode? You must remember it. It's like season one or two. I'm it's very, trying. very early. Yeah. You don't remember the serial jingle off the top of your head, though. Mm-mm. I'm laying in bed, and I have in my head, oh, I have a hunch, breakfast, dinner, and lunch would be so fun to munch if I had it with Nadine. And I'm like, I need to hear this song now. Does Buster sing it? It's I, DW. Oh, it's DW. DW sings it to her. Did you remember DW has an imaginary friend oh called Nadine? God. Yes, I do remember yeah. that. She sings it to Nadine. And Arthur steals it because he finds out that there's this cereal contest. And the cereal is called Crunch. Mm-hmm. So he just changes it to, oh, I have a hunch. Breakfast, dinner, and lunch would be so fun to munch if I had it with Crunch. Mm-hmm. Like the obvious way yeah. to move that song. And I had to. I watched basically the Did episode on fast forward on YouTube. Uh, not not YouTube. Daily Motion, oh, of Daily course. Motion. I don't even know what that is, but it's like some backdoor way to like rip 
real thing. I don't even know. They always have, like, one random thing. <laughs> so I watched all of that episode in bed. Like, yeah, dying laughing. it was laughing. good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was great. Oh, my God, I love it. Every time we see pork rinds in the store, I'm like, I always think about, uh, what's her name? Francine gets nightmares from pork No, I think rinds, it's Muffy. Right? Muffy gets Muffy, that. yeah. I don't know why that show is, like... It's, it's, it's well still written. Good. First of all... This is why. Good storytelling. Mm-hmm. The aesthetic of the drawing is good. Yeah. The pacing isn't terrible. It's a little slow, but it's a kid's show, but it's it's mm-hmm. not like unbearably slow. Yeah. Um they do enough of covering different stories, what different people are doing during the episode. One of the things that really stuck with me also, and remember like the and now a word from us kids. Yeah. I remember one where they show these um blind like the school for the blind and they show how the kids use different versions of like sensory wow. memory to bake cookies and like That's that so stuck neat. with me too it's such a weird thing to remember but like i remember I really them showing like, him how they bake cookies i really like that they had that spot like it would sometimes be, i'd be like get back to arthur uh-huh. it separates the two episodes <laughs> like, move on okay yeah because yeah. it's always Great. like those cartoons are always like i mean they're like uh-huh. less than 15 minutes anytime each. that they show kids like singing or like doing poetry i'm like i don't i don't need this yeah please move on they're eight they're not yeah. writing anything that's gonna like bring me to tears. Can we just move on? <laughs> but I remember that one really well. No one the... wants to hear kids' poetry no. for parents. No, I do of the kids. Like they're oh my kid wrote a, a poem. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Why are all these women married? <laughs> so Fozzie, Gonzo, Scooter, Janice, Uncle Deadly, and the chickens. Look who's back, pigs. Uncle Deadly. Did you Uncle notice? Were you like? Pretty big role, too. The pigs and the monsters then join Kermit in welcoming Edgar and Charlie to the family by singing Consider Yourself. (sighs) Okay. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Muppets Newsflash is funny. (laughs) Muppets Newsflash, the newsman reports on an embarrassing situation in which the Muppet newsman went on camera without his pants. And then he, like, looks down. That's the same as Sam the Eagle being naked. Uh-huh. <laughs> but what I liked about what comes next, I think it comes next, is it's Kermit backstage. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Before that. Okay. Very missable Gonzo moment. Oh, first of all, mm-hmm. is Gonzo in wrestling gear? That is not... Yeah. Yeah, that's not a missable moment. Well, I guess just, like, costumed-wise, but this bit is stupid. This bit is so dumb, but the costume was good. A blindfolded Gonzo wrestles a brick and loses. And then he goes backstage and complains about it? This was absolutely like, uh, what should Gonzo do? I don't know, but we built a wrestling ring a couple of weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Let's oh my use God. that lady again. Re- Remember lady wrestlers? Yes. Oh, my God. They definitely had to use this again to justify having built it. I They're think. like, but well, we built the... You know what? It's all the people. It's like Frank and... Uh, and what's his name? Jim getting into a fight where it's like, Jim... You wanted this wrestling ring. Like, it's back here. It's taking you're up all this space. You're picturing, yeah, like they kind of bump into it every Use day. They it. come in. They're like, we have to do something yeah, with this to exactly. justify that you made it. Yeah. It's in the way. Either take it down. It, yeah. Yeah. I just imagine them like lovingly bickering, but like in the in like a brotherly way. I would watch the shit out of a show about all of the dudes who put on the Muppet show. Yeah. Like, backstage. You don't have to show me the Muppets at all. Yeah. Just the way that they crafted the ideas for some of these sketches, the way that they built things to perform the sketches, everything like that. Just like, what went on 
to get this on. Imagine if, remember we peeped that guy backstage, right? So imagine if, like, the opener is, like, that skit, and then you see that guy, like, randomly, and then, like, the camera zooms in on uh-huh. him, and then the, re- the rest of it is just, like, behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, from, like, under the floor yeah. or whatever, I guess. You... That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. So now we're back to backstage, as you said. So Kermit is trying to get a new sketch on stage, but Fozzie interrupts him and asks for supplies for his act. Impressed with Edgar Bergen's ability to get screams of laughter with Charlie McCarthy, (laughs) Fozzie decided to do his own ventriloquist act. This is so funny, by the way. I... This idea what is it's, with it's, it it's brilliant, hilarious. and the payoff is great the too. The payoff when he shows this like little like I don't know paper mache head on top of like just fabric and like oh it looks God, honestly it's like so whatever funny. he could find laying around. It's so funny. They did a great job of making it. Mm-hmm. It's like they made it out of like tape or something. It absolutely looks like it was built in twenty minutes. Yeah, like in the. That you know he watched them singing that song and he was like, "Oh shit, okay, <laughs> I can do this. I can do this." I love it. Pigs in space. This Wait, is the before you go to pigs in space. Mm-hmm. What I liked about the behind the scenes, and I'm sorry to cut you no. off, um, is that Kermy was like, "Get heart hog throb ready," yes. and like he's kind of like directing really what's moving going. The yeah, Scooter, I, you need to do something. Yes. So go find Link. And I'm like, this is so much better backstage stuff. Yeah. Like, just tell us what you're doing. You know, people are interrupting you, but like, be directing the show. Kermie. Yeah, yeah, and it showed how he. Sometimes has to literally juggle doing that stuff while being interrupted by the hijinks of Fozzie or exactly. Gonzo, who's like also trying to get their shit on the show. And you know? I hope we see more of this. Yeah. I would like... This is so stupid. <laughs> I would love to watch SNL this way. Oh. Like... First of all, why Lauren back... hasn't made a behind the scenes I SNL, don't know. I don't know. Because... Even they do it in RuPaul's Drag Race where it's mm-hmm. public. Like, just film them working. When they back up. And bleep things if you have after, to. After, like, you know, you'll see a sketch end and they'll kind of back up before they go to commercial and you see everybody kind of scatter. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I want moments of, like, literally Lauren being like, like, directing yeah. people where they have to run or whatever. I know it's not all no, Lauren because I can't imagine he does that much, but not anymore. anymore. But I would love the idea of watching, like, the scrambling stagehands of, like, grabbing the desk now to pull yeah. it out of the scene, you know? And before they, like, after the first musical guest, they do that weird thing where they come back from commercial halfway and they show them, like, putting together the update desk. I wish if you paid for Peacock or something, mm-hmm. like, you could stream the episode live and instead of going to commercial, you could see all of that shit. I, yeah, I, I would love, love that. Yeah, that would and it so would cool. cost them nothing. Yeah. All they need to do is just keep the cameras rolling, and I'm watching that. Yeah. I don't know why I would be no, more I interested. Think, I think that's so cool. I would be more interested in that than in some of the sketches mm-hmm. in some cases. Oh, yeah. You know that? I, I was thinking about the Kim Kardashian episode again today, and it's just like, God damn it, that episode was so good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And it's like, I listen to a lot of drag you know, podcasts and things mm-hmm. like that. And this one, you know, this one drag queen Lady Bunny and this other one, Monet Exchange. Like, they're, you know, Lady Bunny's much older. Okay. You know, Monet Exchange is like 32-ish. Lady uh-huh. Bunny's like 60. So, like, different enough reference points and stuff for each and other than each other. Monet is always arguing to Lady Bunny that, like, yeah, Kim Kardashian isn't exactly talented, but she has to have some sort of talent to keep up with it because... Yeah. She seems adaptable. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is about her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, people are, like, upset. Because it it's, like, beyond iconic, 
in the ways in which like Madonna or Cher or or people who other people copied their fashion and their style. It's like people are literally getting plastic surgery to look like a Kardashian uh-huh. and specifically Kim. Like, have you seen Tori Spelling, what she looks no, like now? No. She literally looks like Courtney, um, not Courtney Kardashian, the other one. Chloe. Okay. She has, she looks like Chloe now. Really? It's insane. I'm going to look up to her. It's like people, and not only everyday folk, but, and then like that whole contour of the first, contour. So I'm actively Googling it, and it says Tori Spelling, and right after Tori Spelling, you can literally click 2021. Like people are looking, oh, wow. What? And there's a picture. She's going to look like Tori Spelling. I know. And Tori Spelling's iconic looking. Yeah. Like, She's her. She's unique in a way. Yeah, she's always had a v- very interesting features, like those big, we- like weird eyes. I don't mean to say weird, but she always had like very large. No, she looks like a caricature. She's like yeah, very yeah. specific to her face looking. You know, she doesn't look ugly or anything like that. It's just you know not your everyday look. Yeah, I don't know. So it's just crazy to see. People sort of idolize the Kardashians and literally copy. Every bit of their, like, style mm-hmm. and what they do in a way that's beyond, I don't know, buying an outfit that somebody has. Yeah. It's kind of strange. That is really strange. I don't know. Anyway. So, you know, I guess there's no talent there, but yet she delivered those lines on SNL. And, I think that was... And they were actually, like, really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And she had a good sense of humor about herself. Yes. Yeah, to deliver those lines well. Yeah, in some cases like she where wasn't it's like, mad this is at a all. Full dig she against made, my whole family, and I, here it comes the whole like, oh, my mom forgot to tell me about that she released it or uh-huh. whatever because it's a sex tape thing. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, you see what's her name, Chris Jenner. There, yeah, that was one of my favorite bits of that episode. Was the- when eighty switched bodies with him, <laughs> I thought that was so goddamn funny. <laughs> and then eighty switched with Chris, and yeah. that was even better. It was very funny. God, it, it's like you hate to love it. Exactly, because you're like, what? yeah, like I don't want to support these people <laughs> yeah, or give them any more money. Of like, but it was really funny. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry, it still worked for some reason. <laughs> it worked great. So, pigs in space. <laughs> the swine trek is on the verge of her hideous catastrophe. I hated this. I thought this was funny. This was so sexist. Uh-huh. They had piggy cook. <laughs> Or no, do the laundry. Do the laundry. Oh my god. I seriously Julia Strangeborg determines that the only one with the skills to pull off the to pull off this feat is first mate Miss Piggy. Only she can operate the independent heating slash unifying element across the horizontal like, equalizing plane that is iron laundry. This was I thought it was very Stupid. It I was so it. dumb, but I hated it. And that she literally was just like, fuck off. Yeah, I'm glad she was like, fuck off. Yeah. But I wish that Hogthrob got punched in the face. Yeah. I think he should have gotten his. Like, maybe he got his snout caught in the door while yeah, he was trying to exactly. get away from her or something. Um, I'm totally just going to skip this, and I'm sorry, but the UK spot, Rolf sings Groucho Marx's song, Show Me the Rose. Show Me a Rose, sorry. Uh, I. Okay. UK spot. Okay. <laughs> It's not the Ted Lasso spot, but the UK spot. <laughs> Speaking of shows, where are you in Seinfeld now? Have you in watched Seinfeld, more? Last night I watched <laughs> the episode with the Bobka. Okay. I watched up to that one. Do you remember that one? They're, the, the gang is going to go to a party. They split up to accomplish two tasks that they need to go to the party. They need a <laughs> bottle of wine and they need 
a chocolate babka. Uh Because George wants to bring Pepsi. And they're like, you can't bring Pepsi to a party. you got to bring a bottle of wine. That's rude. You can't go to this party with Pepsi. So Jerry and (laughs) Elaine go go to the bakery to get the chocolate babka. And George and... Uh, Kramer go to get a bottle of wine. And, you know, wackiness ensues and neither tasks get fully accomplished properly. And It's kind of funny. Yada, 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 I think is what I'm supposed to say. Yada, there. yada, yada. It's kind of <laughs> funny when George and Kramer get linked up together because their personalities are so extremely different. Yes, and Kramer, so they go to, like, get a bottle of wine and Kramer goes, oh, I'm going to need you to pay for this. I don't, I don't have my wallet. And George goes, how do you not have your wallet? And he goes, I don't carry my wallet. My my uh, doctor says it's bad for my back. <laughs> so George goes, "Well, you can carry money in your pocket." He goes, "No, nah, I don't do that either." And he's like, "How do you, how do you pay for things?" He goes, "I ah, get by." And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, exactly, <laughs> by making other people pay for everything." Great. <laughs> I remember that episode for sure. I One of that. the things that I never really retained in my like initial watching or whatever being around Seinfeld playing is George doesn't have a job for most of the show. Really? I don't remember that. I'm in season five and he's still unemployed. Oh, seriously? Yes. He quits his job in like season one or early in two where he's a real estate agent. Did you know George was a real estate agent? No. I only knew he worked for the Yankees. He doesn't work for the Yankees yet. I don't know when he does. There's only nine seasons and I'm in the middle of five. Wow. It's really kind of nuts to me that... He just is. He I just love how you said there's only life. nine seasons. Well, that is like short. How and many seasons are there in shows? The Big Bang Theory went on for like twelve. You know, I mean, look at like. Imagine if so there was shows. like a little Jerry spinoff, like Little Sheldon. Oh, like, Jesus imagine Christ. if there was young like Jerry, young Jerry, or young Kramer. <laughs> it would be young Kramer. But like, <laughs> in a world, Grey's Anatomy is on like the 18th season or something like that. Some shows just don't go away, dude. You know, like look at even Roseanne. I well, mean, Grey's Roseanne, Anatomy is like a soap opera, right? Yeah, yeah. But there are sitcoms that just like keep Simpsons is on. What, 33 years? 32 years? Yeah, that's a true story. Like, there's some shows that really just stick around. I think Seinfeld, their idea was that they went out on top. You know, like... I mean, and they they were right. Yeah. Right? You know, it didn't... I don't know how long Cheers went on, but then, I mean, then if you count Frasier as part of that, still kind of, like, keeping that character, at least. I don't know. Some shows really do outstay their welcome. Friends did. I don't, yes, friends. Except for Jennifer Saunders was in the later years, and I liked when she was on. Yes, because I love Jen Saunders. When well, Jen Saunders was on when it was still good. Oh, was in she? my opinion. Oh yeah, because she was Ross, only on in like season four. Yeah, Ross married that woman, Emily, who turned out to be a lesbian. No, eventually, his first wife was a lesbian. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Emily, when they were getting married, so he's had three wives. Ross? Yes. Because they may marry Rachel. He marries Rachel. So he... Okay, so he married... Susan? I think yeah, I think it name? is Susan. And they get a divorce before the show starts. Right? And then he marries Emily in, like, season four. But when he marries Emily, he says Rachel's name at the altar. Remember, I, Ross, take the oh Rachel... Because he sees Rachel yeah. sitting in the audience. But they still ended up getting married because I guess they signed licenses and shit. So they end up having to get divorced. Oh my god. And then god. he marries Rachel in like Las Vegas for some reason. They go to Vegas. What is and they wrong get drunk with Ross? And get married. I don't And why does Rachel even like Ross? I don't know. 
I don't know either. I... Second question. <laughs> How long was the nanny on for? I don't know. And I hated that Mrs. Babcock. But I mean, uh, show... not Mrs. Babcock. Uh, Mr. Sheffield and her like ended up getting together and yeah. stuff. And I was that like, show definitely right. outstayed its welcome yeah. because it did shit like that. Six seasons. Yeah. They shouldn't have done that. No. But I guess you get like kind of caught in like a... How about, like, Urkel when he started, like... He, at the end of Urkel, it's like he didn't want to be Urkel. He wanted to be Cephon and the whole Family time. And Family Matters did, like, a weird thing where apparently it left networks? I didn't know this. It left ABC in its final season. In season eight or nine, towards the end of it. And... Because it was only nine seasons. It left NBC and went to CBS. And then in the middle of the ninth season, everyone else was like, I don't want to be on this show anymore. And it was only Urkel and uh, the dad that were in the show for the final, like, ten episodes or so. A family matter? Yes. Because <laughs> nobody else wanted to be on it, apparently. So they, like, left. That is so weird. It's bizarre. I just remember that show got so bizarre. And even for me as a little kid, I was like, this is... This With, like, the robot sucks. and time travel. and This just, is, like, like so is dumb. I'd rather watch so many other things. And it was a spinoff. Of what? Like, we talk- Haven't we talked about this? Urkel is a spinoff? Of Perfect Strangers. Urkel's a spinoff of A Perfect Strangers? Yes. I'm sure you told me this before. I'm never going Harriet gonna... was the elevator operator, apparently, oh, in the building that they lived in. Perfect Harriet Strangers. was the crossover? Harriet was the crossover. Harriet? Yes, of all the characters. And then they made the show Urkel. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Question. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Hit me with all these hard-hitting questions. Do so. you think they ha- somebody had a show in the queue and they just connected it that way and they were like, how can we, you know, introduce... Shoehorn yeah. this... Yeah. Maybe. Like... Like, I want to make this show about the family, that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, what if it was the woman from this show that people like? And they were like, I, sure. You know? I don't know. Miller Boyette. So weird. Is there a spinoff of... Um, I wanted to say The Price is Right, but I don't mean that show. I mean the one with the girls, with Mrs. Garrison. The Facts of Life? Yeah. I feel like The Facts of Life, The Facts of Life itself was a spinoff, Megan. Of what? Different Strokes. Oh. I'm almost certain that Mrs. Garrett was the same woman that was like the nanny in the early seasons of Different Strokes. How interesting. Very weird. You know what would be a good spinoff is if... Samantha Stevens' cousin, mm-hmm. Serena, or whatever her name is. Serena feels right. Should have her own show. Uh-huh. Was she bad? Yeah. Right? She yeah. was like an evil twin. She was like the wild one. She was like more of Andorra's like, like you know, mischievous. Uh-huh. Let me see. I want to see if it actually is. This how she became the nanny. <laughs> the Facts of Life created a spinoff, though, in its last season. Blair. It became about Blair running, yeah, running like That's a stupid. private school. Skip. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what if, like, um... It would be cool if Tootie was the same character in um, Living Single. Oh my god! Like if, if Kim Fields played Tootie still. Oh my god, I love it. Living Single was a really, really good show. Khadijah, what are their names? Oh. This is just devolving into. <laughs> 
just this one is, and that's it. See, you asked, you said you liked this episode, and here we are looking up the names of the cast we, of Living Single. Yeah. We are living. Khadija, Sinclair, Maxine. Maxine, yeah. And Overton. And then oh my Maxine. god, Maxine is the one that's like, kind of like the most intense, right? I love that the names are Khadija, Sinclair, Maxine, Overton, Regine, and Kyle. Like, it's so funny. And Kyle. Alright, so what's the next Okay, sketch? so Fozzie stops by Edgar's dressing room to get advice for his act. Oh, and he runs and into that me- old, the drunk one. And yeah, he meets Mortimer Snurd. Mortimer questions whether or not he's even there. He wasn't <laughs> there the this. day before, and he rarely travels, so he probably isn't. And I love that because he's a meat, so he could just, like, get put away and picked mm-hmm. back up and, yeah. you know, who knows when it is or he, where I am, you know? He's in the box. He yeah. comes out the box and now he's... And he's obviously not the main is. one. Yeah. It's like Sherry Lewis has her hush puppy, but Lamb Chop's the homegirl, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so Mortimer Snared is more of a hush puppy or Charlie Horse. Charlie Horse, yeah. So Fozzie's comedy... Fozzie's comedy acts... Fozzie tries to perform with Chucky, but the dummy won't cooperate. Fozzie gets desperate, begging Chucky to say something. Finally, Kermit has to come out and explain to Fozzie what ventriloquism is. <laughs> this was really, really funny. This was really funny. And, and I thought at first maybe he couldn't like get whatever he was doing to make the mouth move. He couldn't make the mouth yeah. move, so he wasn't doing it. But no, he thought that it was just going to talk for him. Oh my god. Fozzie's such a goofball. But it started talking. Yeah. When Fozzie leaves the stage, Chucky comes to life to explain, actually, I spent the night alone. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Oh my god. This next bit was really weird, too. A scientist sings Time in a Bottle, gradually growing younger as he breathes different potions. This one was so, like, it almost made me cry. This was really, really weird. It got me all emotional. Finally, at the end, he explodes, returning him to his original age. Yeah, it was really weird. Then we return to the chickens. Chickens play down at Papa Joe's on the piano. Statler and Waldorf hate the act, and they're threatened by a giant chicken. I love that. First of all, I loved that there was a giant chicken, like he's in the mob or something. (laughs) And they're like, wow, we liked it. We We loved it. it. We loved it. It was great. It was was pretty funny. Uh, Okay, so now this brings us to Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy are on for their act. Charlie explains that he enjoyed himself on the show. As there isn't much else to enjoy. (laughs) Charlie takes turns insulting the various Muppets, all because he's lonesome and misses the companionship of a gorgeous female. Enter Miss Piggy. When Charlie offends her, too, she tries not to hit him with a karate... She tries to hit him with a karate chop, but she hurts her hand on the solid oak. Wow. Um, I know I'm backtracking, but all the pig jokes in Pigs in Space, that was very funny. And that they were like... They They were doing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they could do it. Yeah, they've been living like pigs. Yeah, it is kind of like uh Yeah, that's who should using be. Using their own slurs against yes. themselves. Yes, <laughs> instead of like Kermie. And I also loved that um, the Chucky doll, or Charles, or whatever it is, um, was making fun of Kermit, saying that he was going to like eat his legs. and Yeah. I I lo- Kermit deserves it. Kermit does need some yeah. ribbing. So anyway, he comes out, and what does he say? What are his jokes like? Do you remember? Whose jokes? Charlie's jokes? Yeah, like... Oh, it's just all that, like, like just... How, oh, yeah, you know, they like, had the, the interaction. This place is a show, with, yeah, not yeah. a zoo, and shit like that. He's, like, really rude about... Yeah, I remember. I was kind of surprised that if Edgar Bergen is supposed He's to be cheeky. one of the best... 
He's what? He's supposed to be one of the best ventriloquists, oh, right? And you saw his mouth move and you were he's just like... He's moved a lot. I know. <laughs> a lot. I know. I don't know if he thought the camera wouldn't be on him at that moment or something, but I feel like... He, but it, but also think about this. Doll. Well, if you're on stage mm-hmm. and most people are like pretty far away from you, it's like yeah. he doesn't move his lips a lot. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is like the threshold of ventriloquism. And ventriloquism is such a vaudevillian thing that yeah. probably wasn't meant. It doesn't for translate film. to TV, yeah. yeah. Unless you don't show him. So you're supposed to be like, yeah. you're not looking at me because you're looking for the response to exactly. the joke or the setup for the, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't. He wasn't moving his mouth like this. He was like, like there were moments, but he didn't even use his lines. He just moved his lips like. Your whole face kind of like when you talk uh-huh. or like, yeah. I just saw his he, job. He was able, yeah, yeah, was like, okay. Oh, weird. For the air, but I, for the most part, he didn't really move his face. I think it, I was watching it on my phone, like right pretty close to my face. I was watching like, it on my phone. There were moments well. where he was like in full frame. Oh, yeah, that's like, not, head, their but head. that's not fair. It's not fair because that's not how it should have been filmed. Yeah, honestly. Jim, what the hell? Um, so then at closing, Charlie is afraid to go back on stage if Piggy's still there. Kermit assures him that there's nobody on stage but a frog. Charlie then tries to explain to Kermit what they used to do to frogs in biology class. Ha, ha, ha. Not the place. Um, so here's our edit notes. You ready? When it aired on Nickelodeon, Gonzo's brick wrestling act was cut, uh, as well as, as Statler and Waldorf's comment on the chickens playing piano. Yeah, well, I think that's right. You don't want to, like, encourage negative talk when you're dealing with kids. I guess. I'm just surprised that there's so much editing on the Nickelodeon airing in the 90s, you know? Yeah, I know. I was really surprised this episode that I finally realized that Link Hogthrob is played by Jim. He is? Yeah. Oh, God. And it's confirmed. I think Jim, like, does kind is kind of, like, a misogynist or, like... You think he, like, has it in him? Or Or at least he loves jokes... Jokes like that. He can, yeah. He is so like that. But it also was the 70s, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is hard to tell. And we can't ask him, so it's not fair. <laughs> I guess maybe if we read that book, we'll figure it out. Right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, we will. We'll have to. So our next episode is episode 208. We'll be watching the Steve Martin episode, which aired originally on October 31st, 1977. We're it was not a Halloween t- episode. Wow. I wonder if it will present as a Halloween episode. Well, we would if we didn't do Haunted Mansion, we would have done that episode. Yeah, we would have been our Halloween yeah. episode. Yeah, that's so weird. Interesting. This episode aired in on Halloween in America, but it aired on December 9th in the UK. So it's probably, I guess, not. Is it a? Is it like a Nightmare Before Christmas, the original? Well, here's the premise: Kermit cancels the show in order to audition new acts. Guest star Steve is an. <laughs> Who calls him Steve? Is he playing the banjo? Guest star Steve is angry at first. Yeah, he has a banjo. Don't worry. I love it. But he goes on to perform for the cast. Fozzie worries that Kermit plans to hire replacements, especially after the audition of a canine comedian, Baskerville the Hound. Aww. Baskerville's coming back. Nice. But he's a comedian now, I guess. Everybody wants to be a comedian. (laughs) Isn't that a thing? Kermit tells Fozzie that he should appreciate seeing other artists work. Until Lenny the Lizard auditions as the new MC. Uh-oh. A young singing girl called Mary Terry Carrie Louise. What? Is systematically removed of. 
when she makes an attempt to audition with her croaking partner. I don't know what any of that means. It sounds like nonsense, doesn't it? Well, it, it's promising that Steve Martin's on. Like, very promising. Yes, and this is like 70s Steve Martin, height of Heck Steve yeah. Martin. Wearing Should a suit, good. has a banjo. Has that fucking banjo. I'm right. skimming through and I need you to know that Mary Louise looks like Prairie Dawn. No, Spoilers wait, for next week, I'm sorry. Wait, first of all, hmm? didn't we say that Mary that Prairie Dawn is Mary Louise plus <laughs> Floyd? Mary Louise, I think, yeah, has been around. Wait, what does she look like? She looks like... Oh, no, Mary Louise. That's not who we said. No. Wait, is it? I can't remember. We'll have to look back in the episodes. Yeah, she's definitely a precursor to Prairie Dawn. Mary Louise. The mother of Prairie Dawn. Imagine This if- is the same character who sang the song Never Smile at Crocodile. It looks like she's gone through some reworkings. Okay. It is the same character you're thinking yeah. of, though. So she got plastic surgery after she slept with Floyd and had a baby. Or yes. she just had a baby. Sometimes that changes the way you look. <laughs> she gave birth and now she just looks a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was around for most of season one in Joel Grey, Ruth Buzzy, Paul Williams. Yeah. She was in a lot of episodes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You got anything else on this episode that we watched? No, it was great. And I'm excited for the upswing. Again, yeah, we're hitting... We do Steve Martin. Then I think the week after that is... Who was it again? Madeline Kahn. So we got some good Perfecto. I love Madeline Kahn. And then... So now we did the Muppets Haunted Mansion for mm-hmm. Halloween. Do you want to do the Muppets Christmas Carol for Christmas? I will. You think so? Yeah. All right. I mean, I've seen... I, the only reason I hesitated is because I've seen that movie so many goddamn times. Well, there's another option. In keeping with, like, the times, we've been watching shit from the 70s and stuff, we could also watch a movie you've never seen, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. That's... Really? Yes. Yeah, let's do you that. Do that, one that, w- that sounds more interesting to me. All right, yeah. cool. That yeah. one's really good. Yeah, I think yeah. you'll like it. It's Only because, weird. I mean, I love that guy. What's his name? He's a uh, Miss Congeniality in Christmas Carol. You know what I'm talking about. Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. <laughs> Miss Congeniality. What a He pull. fixes her. I, yeah, I know he's in that movie. You and I were talking a lot about Austin Powers today, though, and I would have thought you went for Dr. Evil and oh, Austin's father. Oh, my God. Also that. I love that. Oh, my God. All right, so join us next week on... It's time to watch The Muppets. You can follow us along on social media at ITTWTM. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Thanks for the gumball, Mickey. Christmas.